Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Easy Conversations podcast, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkan Dandia. In this week's episode, I welcome Kevin McNamara, who is the author of the book, Satisfaction, How a Man Elevates His Skills and Qualities to Generate What He Wants. In this episode, Kevin and I discuss how men struggle in today's society to find themselves and how they can show up as their best selves. Kevin also shares the inspiration behind wanting to write this book and his own experiences. If at the end of the episode, if you could leave a five-star review, I would truly appreciate it. Kevin, thanks again for, uh, you know, taking the opportunity to sit down with me and have this conversation. I'm super grateful. Um, but yeah, you know, before we get started with the podcast episode, I kind of want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and touch on a little bit of what, why, how we connected based on your book. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of get into that conversation as we progress here. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Fair. Uh, this is a great opportunity to, like you say, talk about the book. The book's called Satisfaction, and we'll, we can get into uh, what my message is with that. Um, <clears throat> I'm uh, looking to connect with uh, people, mostly uh, men, about uh, personal growth. And that's how we uh, found each other on Instagram. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys out there who I think are are want to grow feeling different things of how in different stages of life they want to uh, find satisfaction be the spouse that they they want to be off their wife uh, a, a fabulous husband and sometimes there's good resources I think a lot of times there aren't and I'm really seeing that uh, specifically on Instagram uh, there's a lot of guys who are thinking similar things right mm-hmm. everyone's got their way of doing it and which is great some guys are getting together, um, doing retreats. Other guys are doing coaching, one-on-one, uh, like Zoom calls. And so I think there's there's lots of different avenues for guys to be able to ask a few questions and understand what the next stage uh, of life is asking of them, what their current role of life is asking of them. And, and that's uh, where I focus on. Of, mm-hmm. It's uh, the unknown, right? It's yeah. uh, lots of different terms, spiritual life, devotional life, personal religion. That's where I try and put my, um, my perception. Cause I think, like I say, there's a lot of guys doing some great work. I want to come all, alongside them and uh, provide <clears throat> some things that have worked for me. Some uh, ideas about direction for guys that uh, looking to grow, looking to find uh, their niche and, uh, some community, some belonging. So that's uh, part, uh, that was my journey uh, on Mm. one part. And another part is my daughters would uh, come home from school and um, normally in high school, and they would say, tell us, oh, how was your day? And tell us about the teachers and tell us about walking down the hall by the football um, change room, how bad it smells. (laughs) And uh, this, and this is all stories you want to hear. You want to yeah. know about their life, and, and you're so glad that uh, they include all the details. And um, and so occasionally, not every day, but occasionally they'd say, um, "Yeah, this girl went to the office, and then the cops came in because she reported uh, someone was beating her or raping her, like her boyfriend." And 
and there'd be stories like that or another girl just had to move out of her house because her parents were you know just had a disaster of a relationship mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the girl had to go live by herself the government found an apartment and basically yeah. at 16 years old on her own and so you see the it's nothing new where there's violent domestic violence um there's it goes both ways we are we're understanding but i'm looking uh listening to my daughters and i'm saying i don't want that as their future what can mm -hmm. i do about mm -hmm. that right because i can say i can support them which i do but we're obviously missing something and uh whether it's for a system where a woman can feel confident to report violence or for a man not to be violent or both mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's where I, I wanted to be proactive so that's uh the result is uh the book satisfaction it's called satisfaction how a man elevates his skills and qualities to generate what he wants mm -hmm. and so from the title yeah generate what he wants and i think that is something that uh, really runs through the book and like i say other initiatives on instagram that i see and obviously elsewhere is that um <clears throat> what what is the kind of man you want to be and yeah uh, to regain your manhood because that's how you you feel powerful and powerful in the sense of um accomplishing of mm -hmm. um, of taking on struggles and stress right it's not the power of manipulation obviously and so mm -hmm. so i combined uh, my personal search with uh the information from my daughters and i uh, started a blog because um i really i'd done writing before um but i really needed to up my game so i started mm -hmm. a blog called the wild coach and um yeah it's uh, out there it's on wordpress it's i'm still fairly active in it and yeah. um what i would do is the a lot of the uh, subjects are in the book i started them in a the blog it's called the wild coach because i love the connection we can have with nature mm -hmm. and Technology is great, but sometimes uh, we need to put down the phone <laughs> yeah. and get out there. <laughs> yeah. and we all know it. We all know it. And it's to then just uh, find someone, hey, let's go for a bike ride. Let's go skiing. Let's go for a walk. Let's just get out there and uh, you know, read or whatever it is. Get some uh, fresh air, take off your shoes and walk through the, even just the backyard, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that counts as nature. Yeah. Right? And so that's, uh, I, when I was younger, I uh, went to camp and then I, uh, for, it was canoeing. It was in um, Algonquin Park in Ontario and massive. Um, Algonquin Park is massive. It's awesome. And you can still see tons of animals. You still see a lot of moose and you can, they have the wolf howls where people go at night and um, bears you really <laughs> want to be careful with. But yeah. um, it's, it's thriving. And uh, so I would, went there a couple of summers uh, going to camp and then I, uh, continued a couple of summers uh, being one of the, the counselors, um, mm -hmm. taking uh, campers on canoe trips. And that to me had a huge impact. And so um, I've just kept that going. Uh, later on, I uh, finished university and was working and I would take, uh, do, uh, I tried to do a monthly hike. Uh, there's yeah. a Bruce, Bruce Trail in Ontario. It goes from uh, near Niagara Falls up to Tobermory beautiful about four 400 kilometer trail and that goes it's amazing because it goes across people's properties and mm -hmm. you have to cross streets and everything and 
it's a tons of waterfalls by Hamilton there. So really beautiful and mm -hmm. really well kept up. The people who do the conservation, the volunteers on the Bruce Trail do awesome. And so I would take um, small groups and we'd go for a two and a half hour hike or something like that. Nothing mm -hmm. big, but again, the more people going for the same reason would really be reju uh, rejuvenating. And mm -hmm. so um, then I, that was going well. So I took, did a few canoe trips up in Tomogamy in Ontario. And uh, again, absolutely beautiful and uh, taking people up. Uh, we'd go up in September just to avoid the crowds, avoid the bugs. And uh, it was, um, I did that for a couple of years as well. Just a little thing on my own, but again, it connecting people with nature. And yeah. so that's why it's called the wild coach, the, the blog, <laughs> because uh, nature has a huge uh, impact uh, ongoing healing uh, for us in many ways, as mm -hmm. we know the body, but also just breathing in the air and um, just touching touching the rocks and the trees. So I really want to encourage that in people's life because <clears throat> then relating that to the book, hey, if a guy basically has some degree of satisfaction, I think he gets to the, he has more in him before he gets to the absolute limit of his patience where he gets angry and yells or might hit someone and so mm -hmm. that's really why i uh, <clears throat> i really want to encourage that and absolutely everyone that to, to uh if it's once a week when they carve out their time i mean <clears throat> some guys their man cave is in the garage right I yeah had a, had a buddy he had his all his posters up there of the you know motorbikes and a few women in bikinis and then he had his tools and everything and <clears throat> he loved it this yeah. he, he, he sat on his stool and it's like he he was completely happy that was his man cave yeah um mine is more mobile i love being in nature and so like if my the function of man cave whatever whatever that is i think it's uh, man cave more rejuvenating right so mm -hmm. um life can get crazy um, marriage is a challenge children are non-stop mm -hmm. and uh, money and parents getting older and whatever meaning in life it's like it gets if not a lot, too much. Mm, yeah. And so what is, what's something a guy can do on his own? I mean, we don't just run to a doctor, you know, for some kind of prescription. I mean, when, when we have to, we have to, but I think the man cave um, process is really useful. Right. And, and that's um, this retreat to be able to recharge and just, yeah, yeah if my buddy in his garage just puts around with his tools, mm -hmm. make sure every tool is in the right spot and just, um, Maybe he's uh, some guys and this one guy build uh, birdhouses, but this other guy, he just, he would uh, collect um, not just he, a lot of found objects and he just yeah. refurbished them a bit. And so that it, to him, that brought him inside him so that the next morning he could wake up, go to work, have to deal with the garbage or the challenge or the camaraderie, whatever it was. And he, yeah. he had, right. He recharged, he had enough satisfaction that if someone was, you know, late on the deadline then he didn't get angry and like and get known at the office as the guy the yeller the guy who yells right? yeah yeah Why? because he, had, he generated some satisfaction in, uh, yeah and i think what, what you're touching on is the whole like everyone's got their own purpose or passion and you need to be able to tap into that to to feel like you said whether it's feeling recharged or finding joy right at yep. the end of the day you know we you touched on it like we have a lot of stresses in life whether it's family uh work uh kids but you need to be able to somehow separate yourself at times where you're taking care of yourself and you can define 
what that looks like, but we all need that. And like you said, it could be nature, it could be working on your car, whatever it is, take that yep. time. Um, and then, you know, like, I think manhood itself, you touched on it a little bit, but that definition has evolved too. you know, like, yeah, uh, throughout time, you know, everyone's had a different role, like men had different roles, 100, 100 years ago. And today, the roles have been uh, redefined or evolved, because we're a different society. So we need to be able to aware, be aware of that and, and help each other out and support each other uh, where every man feels like they know what their role is and they're able to um, aspire to that. I think the, the, the issue becomes where there's a lot of confusion and people or even men specifically don't know what role they're supposed to play. And, and I feel like that's where a lot of the, the uh, issues come up. Um, I don't know if that was kind of the thought process behind when, what inspired you uh, to write this book as well. Um, that's definitely in there. I think you hit it very clearly and, and simply and that guys don't know what to do. And that is frustrating. So, um, and it's common. And where's the textbook on that? And there isn't one. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, that is very much um, part of my book of to generate. Like, again, the title is how a man elevates his skills and qualities to generate what he wants. And so mm -hmm. it's implied that it comes from the inside out. And in my case, I'm responsible for it. Yes. And what's my raw materials? Well, my skills and my qualities, right? Skills, communication, qualities of uh, perseverance or patience or endearment. So, yeah, it, um, I think very much to reiterate what you're saying, it is, um, we don't know what to do and therefore you don't you, who wants to look like an idiot no one and what's the question to ask I don't how do you if you're at a company barbecue and say hey bud how's it going um, I really am kind of lost as a man <laughs> that is not a great conversation starter no. it's, it's a bit difficult to get into um, and again that's where these guys on Instagram um, there's like one is uh, the canvas within Mm -hmm. um he's a guy out of hamilton ontario that he he's he's got some pointed uh, posts of a bit challenging which are great of taking of a guy having to answer the question of uh what do i want and yeah. how do i want to be and that can help generate inside the guy well um this is this is the guy i want to be and and then he makes himself open to be in contact with him so these mm -hmm. guys are doing doing great work there's there's um some you know, just have to look on it and Instagram, uh, man's mission, all that kind yeah. of theme. So I think there's some great work that there are people who are in uh, the same shoes as, as the rest of us. And we do have to get over that, that initial threshold of, I might look stupid. And they, they, um, I find that they just say, no question is a stupid question. We all feel vulnerable. It's a constant theme. And mm -hmm. that's so smart because to just, come out and say, geez, I, I don't know what, it, what to do. I don't know what my wife wants. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I got time on my hands and I, I just, you know, I love my family. I love, you know, I got my job. And I, you know, I'm, I'm coaching or I'm volunteering or I have my church group or whatever it is, but there's something missing. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's where, where I like to encourage people to, um, to look for whatever it is their personal religion their devotional life and it i don't point anyone to 
a formal religion or away from a formal religion. Um, what I want them to do is have a lot of personal leverage whenever they are looking for um, to embellish their devotional life. So mm. certain things, I call it self-elevation, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm responsible. So I can, wh whatever energy I wake up with the day, I can point that towards what's possible or what's impossible or make it possible or make it impossible, right? Yeah, yeah. And what that, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really, that's what it comes down to is, uh, I think you've touched on it a couple of times is ultimately we're responsible for defining who we want to be, right? And, and uh, we need to do that work. Um, and, and a lot of it also, like I like the work I try to do is help men identify whatever it was in childhood that they're dealing with. Because right. um, that, you know, that narrative or that theme keeps coming up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. and, and that applies to everyone, not men only. But uh, for men, I think it's specifically around vulnerability because, mm -hmm. uh, and I've touched on this many times too, is, you know, as a child or as a boy, you were told not to cry. You were told to be strong. You were told to not show your emotions or, and maybe you weren't specifically told, but that was kind of the role models that were around you. Uh, and, you know, you, you see it back then all around, like whether it was media, sports, anything, uh, you didn't really see men show themselves in that vulnerable state. And I think, as I talked about earlier, as we've evolved, in society, we need to be able to embrace some of those changes and, and feel comfortable to, to ask for help. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, right? Uh, if, if you're struggling with something and there's another person who can actually help you, support you, or just listen to you, why wouldn't you take that opportunity? And, and uh, or instead of like choosing to suffer, because ultimately that's what happens is, you know, you suffer in silence, and it, it just, it's a repetitive cycle, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, it's being able to support each other, whether it's men's group, like you've said, uh, you know, uh, if you're organizing retreats, if you're just sitting in a, in a circle of men, uh, having these conversations and supporting each other, it could be whatever you want it to look like, but there's tons and tons of opportunities out there right now. Yeah, and yours is one of them. And so I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. Uh, you, you're you're growing it and you're creating a space where people can come in and, and uh, from their life experience, from their work, they can say, hey, this is what's working for me or this is what I want to do. And, and in my case, yeah, I want, I want uh, people to get in touch with me for, for whatever reason, go through the, the Wild Coach blog or check out uh, my book is on Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. uh, my, here's Satisfaction by Kevin McNamara. And you can get an ebook if you want. And so um, that if that can be provocative, because the book is not really a story. It's just mm -hmm. a lot of paragraphs that I uh, use, like, like Wild Kirk is one. It's about connecting to, to nature. Kirk is the old English word for church. And so very much that um, just little paragraphs of uh, encouraging people to get out there and and get a handle on where they are and what they want to do. And then we're so much more comfortable when we have a little idea of what we want because then you go, hey, I'm doing this. What do you think? And mm -hmm. you don't, not, not as lost because I know <clears throat> it, every day is different and some days I'm, I'm full steam ahead and other days I'm like, what, what, what am I doing? 
and I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. And, and that's where the, my, the concept of uh, emotional agility uh, mm-hmm. comes in. And what that, uh, that refers back to the self-elevation, I say, because emotional agility has the two axes. So the horizontal and the vertical. So the horizontal is daily life. Mm-hmm. And the vertical would be, again, this devotional life. So horizontal is um, daily emotion and vertical is devotion emotion. And one thing that um, I think uh, I grew up Catholic and I don't really recall, I don't go to church now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to, I'm finding other um, avenues of uh, personal growth and, and loving it. Mm-hmm. And it's this uh, <clears throat> idea of, um, we are responsible for our growth and there is energy available for it. And that's that devotion emotion. And it's very, very powerful. And I think if, from what I've seen, if we don't get education about it, then instead of using it to grow, to go vertical and to strive for, for the new you, then that same energy still arrives. And it's because it's so powerful, it can perhaps overwhelm us. And in the moment, if we're frustrated, I think that can potentially be some of the energy behind violence because, mm. because religion is so powerful. When someone believes something, how they, just, they go, I believe. I believe in this person, this God, this, <laughs> this soccer team. They, it, it's phenomenal what we yeah. the power of belief. And this can, is in the territory of devotion, emotion. And we need to educate ourselves or get educated by the elders of, of our society of mm-hmm. this exists. Um, it's valid. It's relevant to you as a man to develop your uh, devotional life. And it can be sitting down um, with your coffee in the morning, with your tea in the morning. It can be uh, perhaps after everyone's gone to bed and you just can you, you take a shower and just five, 10 minutes of meditation. It can be taking the shoes off and walking in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And it's this, this balancing um, or um, process of being able to live the demands of daily life and still being able to be responsible for your devotional life. And, and it's not easy. And like I yeah. say, I don't think there's the, the, the steps. There's a lot of great um, religious texts, religious books out there, <coughs> excuse me, and it's how to integrate it into life mm-hmm. that we can go up, live in the devotion emotion for five minutes or for uh, if we're at a um, our religious temple and we're at a ceremony or service can be there for an hour or two in that and then come back out of there having elevated with the perception of the religious connection of the, of the yeah. religious leaders and put it back into life and I think we're challenged in that these days and I, um, I know that the, uh, the Catholic Church the participation has gone way down and it's uh, nothing personal per se. It's just that they don't have it. They've lost their mojo. If you ask me, they're not, they, the, the religious connection, the religious service that they're providing to their clients basically is not very good. And mm-hmm. who, whoever, I mean, if, if I'm paying for a service and it's not very good, I'm going to look for another service provider. And I think that that religious leadership or devotion 
direction provided. Um, again, my experience with the Catholic Church is it's not there. And <clears throat> again, listening to Curtis uh, Blind and on one of your podcasts, look at the results. I mean, if yeah. you're busy being a, a religious leader, being, if you're on a mission, you are not <laughs> running a resi residential school. Yeah. You, you, that, so um, that is where I think it's, um, it's a sign for us to do, the, do some of the hard work, ask some questions of, uh, to self-elevate and uh, yeah. really have developed that devotional life. And I think uh, the, the whole uh, devotional energy concept is interesting. And, and, and to your point, it could be religious religion for some people, but I think ultimately the goal is to find stillness within yourself and, and taking that time to reflect and right. focusing on um, like focus, looking at the world, like obviously, you know, like there, there's an energy that's greater than all of us, right? Uh, yeah. Whether you believe it or not, but uh, as a form of God or, or whatever you want to look at it as, but there is something greater than us. And ultimately our, our purpose here in this world is uh, to, to, to feed into that, right? Like do something for, yes. to make this world a better place. And, yes. you know, it could be the path of religion or you could just in your, in your heart, tell yourself that you want to give back and, and serve. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of men or, or even women, but once you find that passion to serve and that purpose, I think that's where you really get that life satisfaction and you're, you're content. Otherwise you're constantly chasing and some people yeah. have addiction problems, uh, gambling problems, or, uh, and, and there could be violence, but ultimately the goal is to have that purpose of serving. And, it, yeah. and anytime I've done things where, you know, I'm, doing them like in a selfless way absolutely no selfish gain which is hard um nowadays because we we've got so many distractions and so many like things going on around us but when yep. you are able to take that time to do something selfless that is when you walk away with the most satisfaction and you haven't gained anything material it's just that you're feeding into that positive energy you know you're not walking away with money you're not walking away with a car or a new home you're you're just doing something that may pay you back in different forms but it's nothing material exactly yeah i think uh <clears throat> listening to to what you're saying i mean these are things that are service and purpose are things that i touch on uh, in the book definitely and uh, it boils down to what you want uh, generating what a man wants and so you're um they're flowing out of you naturally and so i think these, there's a universal need to be of service um for exactly that reason we we get to um feel that we uh we are important that we belong and that our our authentic manner of synthesizing the power of the day with our skills and qualities to be of service to whoever it is our wife, our children, our community, our colleagues, the planet, um, you know, that is so rewarding. I think you, you touched on it exactly. And uh, that takes me to the, this um, being in service to our, our spouse talks about uh, this female friction that's in the book uh, where I use this so we can have a little bit of relief, uh, female friction and the male uh, version of this 
would be the male stack. Now these are some different terms. Basically they're referring to our emotional uh, management, emotional processing, where it's different in people and uh, quite different many times between a man and a woman. And that's where uh, I use the analogy of shift work, where, right? Where I have my laptop here in front of me. And if I press the number one on my screen, I see the number one. And if I press shift and that same button, I don't get a one. Mm -hmm. I get an exclamation mark. And then so if you, can, if you cover the shift button, you don't see the person pressing the shift button when they press the number one again. You go, what just happened? You press the same button and got a completely different result. That is crazy, right? And, and that is, um, I think, can be a man's experience not understanding women. It's like, yeah. it's so straightforward, the guy thinks, right? It's like, mm -hmm. and, and that's the idea. The male stack is like, we are one thing to the next to the next. It's obvious, it's logical, it's linear. Mm -hmm. And the, the, for women, it, it's neither better nor worse. It just can be quite different on the inside. And that is why they arrive from starting in a different, the same starting point, arrive to a completely different destination in a matter of seconds about mm -hmm. the same topic, yes. right? With the husband they've been married to for 10, 20 years. And so this female friction is, um, is lateral in terms of understanding them uh, sort of with a graphic. The male stack is one thing on top of the next. And for the woman, it's very lateral, very fluid, where they can uh, have, a, have a nature of taking into account their, the pressures of uh, being a mother, being a, a wife, and being a professional, their maternal life, their, their romantic life, their professional life. And for um, it gets mixed up. And what it, um, the key word is friction, where it causes a bit of a friction in a woman where the man doing the same process, it, it doesn't cause a friction for him to arrive at the destination, whether it be a decision, right? Or just um, looking at next steps or what mm -hmm. to say. And so that's something that I think is, um, I repeat in the book a number of times. And from my experience, like in my marriage and um, talking with my daughters and looking at my parents and looking at the world, uh, my research has shown me that this is something that uh, is really important to understand that we have these um, lives inside us, men and women have them. The, there's the professional life we all have. There's the parenting life, right? The maternal or the paternal. And then there's the, the spouse life, right? Where mm -hmm. we can romantic, uh, even if you don't have a spouse, a partner at the time, you still have this life in you. Mm -hmm. And they um, they're always always in um, looking for expression and some people right they're really good at uh, certain ones like some some people just have remember my my buddy from university saying yeah my wife and I don't argue <laughs> it's like what do you mean you don't argue yeah. we've never argued and it's like wow and it's like really that's their their, their spousal life that's their romantic life mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> for me that's not the case and then there's the professional life and there's the paternal life and for for me that they pretty much all cause stress they all have their challenges they all have the rewards but me dealing with them I'm you know talking with my wife 
I can see her and I'm waiting for her to speak because inside it's this lateral back and forth and it, it's not um, anything against a man. There's nothing wrong with a woman. It's mm -hmm. that we are wired somewhat differently. And mm -hmm. I would, uh, if I could uh, talk with any man because my wife, he says, my wife doesn't, doesn't think like I do or doesn't understand me or I don't understand my wife or we're having communication problems. I'd say that makes perfect sense because um, I think we are lacking a bit of understanding about ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we have differences that make us neither better or worse. But um, when you're talking about anything with your wife, she's dealing with a conflict in her that is not personal. It's not mm -hmm. that she's not bringing anything to the table right. that is putting it on top of like, that's not trying to complicate things, right? Yeah. It's because what happens is the, the, with this conflict is a competition for the other lives to be included. And that gives an incredible peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. And um, in my book, I quote a lot of, uh, or refer a lot of books that uh, are really helpful to understand ourselves yeah. Like Iron John is one of them by Robert Bly. And also um, there's one, How Women Decide. And it's just really useful to understand. It's really talking about women executives. And so uh, Therese Houston is the author. And um, How Women Decide, it just is really useful for a man to be able to understand their experience. And that uh, when it can, how it's useful to use a woman's mindset and how it's useful to use a man's mindset of a woman can perhaps be slower to decide because there's more peripheral activity. And so in a business um, setting, it can be like, Oh, that person doesn't have confidence to lead. And, you know, me, I don't, uh, in that case of that person, maybe they don't, but what's actually happening is there's this process of uh, a conflict between these lives that is taking perhaps more into consideration. Mm -hmm. And so it can be, it's, and it's all in every single life. So in the professional life, which was this book was talking about, it's talking about bringing up the children and it's talking about dealing with, uh, with her husband. And so mm -hmm. if a man can, um, I think it would be great for a man and a woman to be able to talk about this, where they'd say, um, Hey honey, do you, uh, I heard about this thing that has female friction and it's like where in you, there's a conflict where that, makes you go a bit more peripheral in your or circuitous in your decision-making thinking. And for me, it's straight ahead. It's logical. Yeah. And yeah. I say, Hey, does that make sense to you? And that way, uh, because then it gives you a, a page, right? When you yeah. can say we're on the same page. And so right. that's, that's something that uh, I would uh, love to share and love to talk to people like men and women couples and say, you know, if this can help you in your life and pass it on to your children, I think it'd be a great, uh, a great gift. Yeah. And I think it's all about mindset. I, I mean, you can look at these differences and not label them as a, a weakness in, in either gender role, right? Um, exactly. Whether it's exactly. the feminine or the masculine. Um, I think it's embracing those differences and leveraging your strengths. And, you know, I think uh, relationships I've been in, I value the different perspective or the the different way of thinking um, the other person brings. And sometimes it can be frustrating because it's not exactly your way of thinking, but yeah, it doesn't yeah. make it wrong, right? And, exactly. and like you said, you know, 
Uh, some people are more linear in their thinking, uh, men or women, and others try to incorporate a lot more information. Um, there's nothing wrong with either. I think together, if you work um, and, and you know you leverage the strengths that each person brings, you can ultimately do a lot of great things. And that's why even in business environments, uh, they're starting to corporations are starting to see the value of diversity and and having like uh, diverse teams because everyone brings a certain strength that you can leverage. Um, but yeah, and I think as men specifically, we need to be comfortable in that. We need. Uh, I think it shows uh, courage and confidence where you're able to embrace other people's strengths too, and and not get into that mindset that it makes you uh, appear weaker if someone else is leading or you're using someone else's rationale. There's nothing wrong there. I think it actually shows more confidence where you're comfortable enough to let other people identify your blind spots. And uh, ultimately that's what it boils down to. We all have our blind spots. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, <clears throat> uh, courage and confidence and, uh, I think uh, a man who has courage and confidence probably has the, um, it can impact their amount of patience so that in a difficult moment, they can be frustrated and just say, okay, let's stop a minute and not have our argument elevate into a fight, right? Mm -hmm. Let's, let's um, say, I have no idea what's happening, but I don't, I don't want to make any run wrong. What, you know, I think, uh, that's so key to have the courage yeah. and the confidence. And that's where, when for middle age, that can, it's this sort of open area where challenges we, um, are not sometimes right up against us. When you have the challenge right in front of you, then you know what you need to do, mm -hmm. right? But um, when in middle age where, okay, we've been married for so many years and your children are getting older and in school more independent and your job you've been doing for a number of years, Where's the um, upfront challenge? And, and that's the, the energy is there. We receive the energy to deal with the challenge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, um, really the, um, the responsibility of elders. And I would say in, in the certain religion, the, in my case, the Catholic religion, to identify the path forward or um, I instigate in someone, in myself, reflection, questions, to um, be able to get some traction with uh, a religious life. And, and I just don't see that happening. Um, there's one guy I, I worked with and um, he is, he's a fabulous guy. Um, we've done a few of the, sort of the nature-based experiences with him. And uh, he's, he just, uh, he holds on to things and he needs, um, and he's doing a great job. He, he wants to grow, he loves to help people. Mm -hmm. And he knows that he's got to get past what he's holding on to. And mm -hmm. so forgiveness is a word that seems to apply. And mm -hmm. I think with, uh, in his case, it's this idea of growing because he's busy forgiving. And if we can sort of just breathe and just kind of let the forgiving, hap forgiving happen because we're too busy reaching for the growth, right? And so I, I call it the three for one. Three for one means forgive for take and for tell so forgive is uh, you want to forgive for take mm -hmm. is take responsibility for 
your words, actions, energy, mm -hmm. and direction. And foretell is saying, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. And really, um, you, the more you focus on the foretell, on where you're going, then the forgiving will kind of, uh, that can dissipate and disintegrate what you needed to forgive or the need to forgive because you're just too busy. And you, the, the self-elevation you're creating in yourself um, takes you above the the anger and the bitterness of uh, of holding on to things in the past and the hurt, and so again, it's um, these are little tools that uh, the three for one and that uh, and the female friction. These are little tools that I like to use with uh, with guys so mm -hmm. they can do like know they're responsible and ask for help, mm -hmm. right? And yes. so. And so it's that that sort of dance where I'm not alone, but I'm not a child. I really have to say, I this is what I want. And if, if after an hour or a year, it's like what I want changes or ref, hopefully refines, awesome. So yeah. we're not stuck to, oh, ah, this is what I want, right? Yeah. I, if I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you're right. Like, I think that's what evolution is all about, right? Like yeah. the information you had today is not going to be relevant tomorrow potentially and, and you may learn yep. new facts you make mistakes you get new lessons um and that's what life is you 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 learn along the way and you kind of pivot at every point and and there's nothing wrong with changing your course um in fact yep. that's that's the best way to do it is the more information you have the better vision you have uh then you tailor your approach accordingly yeah, well, that's just a funny thing from this morning. Um, I was cleaning up, uh, you know, around the home. And my, I know my wife likes to, to have the house relatively clean, right? And yeah. so I'm doing a bit of that. And it just wasn't the time. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, I'll stop, right? And uh, I mean, I had to, you know, some guys can tell. And this time I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Maybe I should have picked it up. But she said, not now, because uh, she was doing something else. And so, um, well, I want her to be happy. And so I want the house to be clean, but mm -hmm. she doesn't want it clean now. So me to do the process of cleaning now. So um, that's the uh, what's more important that I it's my expression of what I think or to achieve it. It's it's her happiness. Mm -hmm. I'm getting satisfaction out of making her or being participant in her happiness. Mm -hmm. But um, hey, if it's if her happiness is not to clean in this moment, then that's fine because that still makes her happy as well. And I'm, yeah. gives me, you know, shows me that I can be responsive and, and agile, right? Agile, mm -hmm. not fragile. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my, cause she, I, she could say, I don't want to clean right now. Oh, I have a big problem. It's that you're always saying I never clean or X or Y or Z. Right. And it's like, it's agile, not yeah. fragile. Yeah. That's no, the, I, yeah. That's uh, I appreciate that distinction because that's so important because quite often we, we get, we take it personally and, and, we're like, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm trying to help you, mm -hmm. right? And and then exactly. that's where things fall off the rails. So, um, I, you know, Kevin, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of this uh, wisdom and knowledge when it comes to, as men, how we can really accept our roles and work towards, you know, really embracing who we need to be. And everyone's journey is different. Everyone has a different destination, but I think ultimately our, our goal is to really know our our role, and that yep. role changes uh, for yep. some people. It's 
parenthood. Some people, like you said, it's being a spouse. It, for yep. others, it's being uh, a, a son or a child. Yep. So at any point in our lives, the role shifts and we need to be a nimble and, and adaptive along the way. So I do appreciate you sharing uh, all of that and, and some of the, the stuff you've already included in your book. Um, I guess for listeners that want to get a hold of you, uh, I know you talked about your blog, but what are other ways of getting hold of you online or through social media? Sure. Yeah. Um, definitely. If uh, folks on Instagram want to get a hold of me, Kevin McNamara. So it's Kevin underscore McNamara CA, right? So it's all together. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, there's also uh, my website, Kevin McNamara.ca mm-hmm. as well. And yeah, check out on um, Amazon, the book Satisfaction by Kevin McNamara, and you can see that or just download the ebook. And I'd, uh, yeah, definitely welcome folks to, to reach out and, and um, guys who are, have their own groups on the go and doing different events. I'd be happy to uh, work with them. If uh, there's a guy out there who wants to talk a bit more, like that, talking about the female friction, it was kind of a an express uh, aversion explanation. So if mm-hmm. someone wants to uh, get uh, open that up a bit, definitely just uh, get in touch. And yeah, I think uh, fair. Thanks a lot for having me because uh, I think uh, you're you're doing some great work here. It's you you speak really clearly in terms of uh, what you're doing to uh, be a resource for for men to be able to. Uh, you know, pioneer into the the new you of them, right? I think you're doing a great job. So thanks a lot for having me. No, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, you know, again, super grateful for you to come on here and and do this. So um, yeah, thank you again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. As always, please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy the episodes or leave a comment in the comment section. I always love hearing from you. Thank you again. And until next week.